Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill, and today is March the 4th, a day I cannot soon forget. Happy birthday to the love of my life, to our beloved creator, founder of the Daily Audio Bible, my husband, Brian. Happy birthday, love. He is a man of unmatched hard work, dedication, and loyalty to the things that he loves, believes in, and has dedicated his life to. And I think we can all attest to that loyalty, to that dedication, as this podcast is now 18 years in the works 365 days out of a year uh, with very few days that he has actually taken off. If he did, it was uh, for sickness or for travel. So needless to say, uh, I'm very proud as his wife and I'm grateful for the man that God has changed him to be. So we're wishing him a very happy and beloved birthday today. Today we're reading Numbers chapters 21 and 22. Today's the last day in the New International Version, Numbers chapter 21. When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming along the road to Atherim, he attacked the Israelites and captured some of them. Then Israel made this vow to the Lord. If you will deliver these people into our hands, we will totally destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's plea and gave the Canaanites over to them. They completely destroyed them and their towns. So the place was named Hormah. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom but the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. The Israelites moved on and camped at Oboth. Then they set out from Oboth and camped in Ai-Abarim, in the wilderness that faces Moab, toward the sunrise. From there they moved on and camped in the Zirid Valley. They set out from there and camped alongside the Arnon, which is in the wilderness, extending into Amorite territory. The Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. That is why the book of the wars of the Lord says, Zahab and Zuphah 
and the ravines, the Arnon and the slopes of the ravines that lead to the settlement of Ar and lie along the border of Moab. From there they continued on to Beer, the well where the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing about it, about the well that the princes dug, that the nobles of the people sank, the nobles with scepters and staffs. Then they went from the wilderness to Matanah, from Matanah to Nahalel, from Nahalel to Bamoth, and from Bamoth to the valley in Moab, where the top of Pisgah overlooks the wasteland. Israel sent messengers to say to Sihon, king of the Amorites, Let us pass through your country. We will not turn aside into any field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sihon would not let Israel pass through his territory. He mustered his entire army and marched out into the wilderness against Israel. When he reached Jahaz, he fought with Israel. Israel, however, put him to the sword and took over his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, but only as far as the Ammonites because their border was fortified. Israel captured all the cities of the Amorites and occupied them, including Heshbon and all its surrounding settlements. Heshbon was the city of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken from him all his land as far as the Arnon. That is why the poets say, Come to Heshbon, and let it be rebuilt, let Sihon's city be restored. Fire went out from Heshbon, ablaze from the city of Sihon. It consumed Ar of Moab, the citizens of Arnon's heights. Woe to you, Moab! You are destroyed, people of Chemosh. He has given up his sons as fugitives and his daughters as captives to Sihon, king of the Amorites. But we have overthrown them. Heshbon's dominion has been destroyed all the way to Dibon. We have demolished them as far as Nopha, which extends to Medaba. So Israel settled in the land of the Amorites. After Moses had sent spies to Jazer, the Israelites captured its surrounding settlements and drove out the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up along the road toward Bashan, and Og, king of Bashan, and his whole army marched out to meet them in battle at Adrei. The Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid of him, for I have delivered him into your hands, along with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, so they struck him down, together with his sons and his whole army, leaving them no survivors, and they took possession of his land. Then the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab and camped along the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Midian, This horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. Spend the night here, Balaam said to them, and I will report back to you with the answer the Lord gives me. 
So the Moabite officials stayed with him. God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent me this message. A people that has come out of Egypt covers the face of the land. Now come and put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people because they are blessed. The next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's officials, Go back to your own country, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the Moabite officials returned to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak sent other officials more numerous and more distinguished than the first. They came to Balaam and said, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Do not let anything keep you from coming to me, because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam answered them, Even if Balak gave me all the silver and gold in his palace, I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my army. Now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord will tell me. That night, God came to Balaam and said, Since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but only do what I tell you. Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the Moabite officials. But God was very angry when he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, it turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat it to get it back on the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyards with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Balaam, and he was angry and beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey, You have made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away, I would certainly have killed you by now, but I would have spared it. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, if you are displeased, I will go back. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with Balak's officials. So when Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the Moabite town on the Arnon border 
at the edge of his territory, Balak said to Balaam, Did I not send you an urgent summons? Why didn't you come to me? Am I really not able to reward you? Well, I have come to you now, Balaam replied, but I can't say whatever I please. I must speak only what God puts in my mouth. Then Balaam went with Balak to Kiriath-Huzoth. Balak sacrificed cattle and sheep and gave some to Balaam and the officials who were with him. The next morning, Balak took Balaam up to Bamoth Baal, and from there he could see the outskirts of the Israelite camp. Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you that when we have questions, we can bring them to you. We can sit in the uncertainty. We can bring to you what it is that we're wrestling with. And you do not diminish us. You do not dismiss us. You do not belittle us or laugh at us, but our questions are safe with you. And I pray that we would in return be safe with those that have questions, that are questioning, that are wrestling with words that they have heard read or with understanding. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would lead us into all truth. I thank you for the life of Brian and this vision for this community, for this desire for people to be in the word and know God through his word. I thank you for his endless devotion to this mission. I pray that you would bless him immensely today. We thank you for him. And we thank you for you. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm thankful for this week that we have had together. I look forward to the next time I can be with you. But for now, I leave you in the most beautiful, delicate, yet capable hands throughout next week. And I pray God continues to reveal himself through his word to each of you. I'm Jill. Until I'm back, love one another. Hello, lovely Dabsy community. This is Asia from the City of Angels. And I just wanted to thank Jill and China for this beautiful podcast and just also say that it's such so beautiful and refreshing hearing women's voices read the Word of God and um, give uh, devotional statements afterwards and just how right on point so many of your commentary is and Just thank the Lord that he gave you both such great discernment and ability to rightly divide his word for us. So thank you so much. And also to China's commentary on February 20th about Sabbath rest and just the concept of rest that really spoke unto me because I don't always know how to rest. And as women, I think we have a hard time resting. We tend to feel guilty when there's always laundry to do or food to cook and just really sinking into that rest and that understanding and concept of Sabbath rest, I think for me, it just spoke life into me. So I thank you so much for that. And I just want to let everyone know 
that I am praying for you on the other side of this line. Take care and God bless you. Peace. Good evening, Dev C fam. This is Lady of Victory on Saturday, the 25th of February. I'm calling in for Jesus Girl regarding her daughter, Ariel. I got two words for you. No, ma'am. Maybe two more. Absolutely not. Your daughter, we will definitely be praying for her. He has gotten a stronghold on her, probably manipulating her, probably gaslighting her, probably have some narcissism going on that's making her feel like she's less than without him, making her feel like, how could I do this to him? when I'm pregnant with his child. Um, he's been good to me because he probably has been good to her when he's good to her. But when he's bad, he's bad. And so she can't see that part, but the devil is a lie. She needs to get out of that and she needs to get out of that quickly. That is not the will of God for her life. Why would God go to the cross for, for our sin and then leave us in a situation to, to, to be beat? No, that is not God's will for her life. And so, just like you said, you continue to pray, continue to trust God, know that whatever it is, and, and I'm learning this, they are making choices of their own. And I know your heart is with your grandchild more than it is with your child, because why should they have to go through that? But you are going to have to trust God and know that God loves them more than you could. Greetings, my dearly beloved DBC community. This is Phil, my couplet from California. And I hope that February is treating you as well as it can and that uh, whatever is uh, broken, that God mends and uh, that the joys that God continues to put those joys in our hearts and multiplies them. Uh, Father, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much for your care. I thank you so much for your majesty. And I thank you so much for your kindness, your provision, your protection. Uh, Father, even when we're going through just tough things, dear God, you are still sovereign. You're still a loving Father. You're still a loving and caring God. And you still want a relationship with us. You want a partnership with us. So it's from there, God, that we come to you and ask for your help on behalf of Kim from Northern California, who um, she and her husband are still trying to recover from the floods and the winds and just the bad weather that hit California just recently and also in January. So I pray for them. I pray for their marriage, dear God, especially. Please rekindle their relationship and um, and that they don't take it out on each other uh, about because of the just the circumstances they're in at the moment. Father, I also pray for uh, Covered by His Blood or D from Mississippi, dear God. She's embarking on uh, approaching insulin um, deficiency with diet and uh, and exercise. 
please bless her endeavors, dear God. And I pray that in the three months she goes back, that something has changed. Thank you so much for your love in Jesus' name. Father, we are praying for Kevin, who is going through a difficult time right now. Aaron's cousin is a Christian, and he's just having some difficult decisions to make. Father, we pray that he will have wisdom and discernment and that he will turn to you for every problem that he has. Bless Aaron for calling in for prayers for her cousin. Father, we are praying for Nigeria. Lynn has called in and asked us to pray for the elections for the president, which is coming up soon. Father, we are praying that the person you have chosen, Lord, will be the one that Nigeria chooses. Father, we are praying for Sonia as her mother-in-law is living with them now and has been there for about a year. Her husband is becoming very angry because his mom is treating him like a child again. Lord, we are just asking for peace and grace and mercy in this household, Father. Lord, we are praying that if Christian counseling is to be sought, Father, to help, Lord, let them find a good Christian counselor. Lord, we are also praying for guidance for what school that God would have Sonia go to. Thank you for opening doors, Lord. Lord, we are also praying for another Sonia. Father, her daughter, Kiana, has been dealing with, it sounds like, some occult issues in her past, but she's turned to you now, and Lord, she's interested in spiritual warfare, and we know how dangerous that can be if we are not mature in you and know your word, Father God, and have been called to that. So, Lord Jesus, we ask that you put your hand on this child, Father, and protect her, Lord. Let her find good counseling that will lead her to have wisdom and discernment in this field, we pray. Amen. 